Hello, and welcome to Exploring the Divine Feminine. I'm your host, Ramona Sidaway, and this is episode number 12. We discuss all things related to the feminine divine, mostly within the context of the restored Church of Jesus Christ. So let's dive in. Today we're going to talk about another Christmas story. It's the same one that we all know about, but we're going to focus on the gifts that were brought to the Savior Jesus and how that ties in with the temple. It's recorded in Matthew that wise men from the east brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh to Jesus after he was born. Frankincense and myrrh also, or were also the main ingredients of the two perfumes that were used in the Holy of Holies in the first Jewish temple, as well as used in the incense that was burned. And we read about this in Exodus chapter 25. The high priest was the only person that had access to both the Holy of Holies as well as this perfumed oil and incense. This is in, uh, we read about this in Numbers chapter 4. Exodus chapter 30 speaks of how this blended incense was considered extremely holy, most holy. And by such, anything touched by the incense and oil became holy and was consecrated. As this blended incense was only used in the Holy of Holies, where the presence of God was considered to symbolically dwell, this incense and oil were thus associated with the presence of God. So basically, frankincense and myrrh were associated with the presence of God. So keep that. We go back to Eden. Eden is considered a symbolic temple because this is where God's presence was found. Uh, he would walk in the cool of the evening. This is where Adam and Eve had 24-hour access to him and they could talk with him and be with him. And in the garden, and in Eden was a garden that was considered the Holy of Holies. If the whole Eden is considered a temple, the garden within that temple is considered the Holy of Holies. The tree of life in the center of the garden and in the center of the Holy of Holies is the gateway or is considered a gateway to the presence of God. Because as we partake of it, it brings us to him through eternal life. Eternal life being that we dwell forever with God. Adam was a high priest to this temple in the Garden of Eden, and Eve was the high priestess. And only the two of them were allowed to enter the Holy of Holies. Legends have it that when Adam left Eden, he either a wanted to take or B actually took with him gold, frankincense, and myrrh from Eden. And this is in the book of Enoch, which is a pseudo pseudographical work. Tradition also holds that this perfumed oil was extracted from the tree of life and thus were symbolic of the temple. Now, just as an aside, in 
um, in the Testament of Adam, this was uh, a Christian work from Syrian Christians compiled, compiled they think, um, by the mid-third century. In this book, Adam, it talks about Adam taking these from these treasures, these three treasures from Eden and hiding them in a cave, which became known as the Cave of Treasures. And there's another book called The Cave of Treasures, wherein it is written how Adam consecrated this cave as a house of prayer for his family. This becomes very symbolic for um, and very telling about Adam and how this whole template works into our lives. When they are not able to access the temple, they created a special area for them to be able to pray, to access the presence of God. We have that in our homes. We can create our own cave of treasures, so to speak, so that we can pray to and access God. In the Apocalypse of Moses, this is a pre-Christian Jewish text from the end of the second temple period stated that the perfume invoked the presence of God and became a sign of the presence of God. Adam must have felt that he needed these perfumes, this incense, to be able to make an offering to God and for God to hear him. He believed that these specific perfumes invoked the presence of God. In the life of Adam and Eve, um, and I use this a bit in my book, We Are Adam, the partnership of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and what it means for you. When Adam was dying, his wife Eve and his son Seth returned to the entrance of Eden and requested some of this oil. The archangel Michael told them that the oil would not be given again until the last days when the high priest was restored. This becomes very important too in the rest of our discussion. So all of this is, um, if we take what Joseph Smith has said, that these works are, they're worthy to be studied and they um, can bring a lot of wisdom. Some are translated correctly, some are not, but he didn't say that we needed to stay away from them. And today, many, many, scholars both within and without the church are using uh, many of these books. So in the life of Adam and Eve, it talks about he wants to go and he he's, knows he's dying. He's going to leave his family and he wants this special oil that invoked the presence of God. He wanted it from Eden, but his family was told that mankind had to wait until the last days. Remember how we talked about how anything touched by this incense and oil became holy and consecrated? I can just imagine Adam wanting to be consecrated and made holy before he left this world and before he entered the next world, before he entered into the presence of God. Somehow in his mind, he probably felt like this was important in order to enter uh, God's presence. Margaret Barker, in her essay that's titled Fragrance in the Making of Sacred Space, Jewish Temple Paradigms of Christian Worship, she uh, presented this paper in uh, 2004. 
And this is what she wrote, quote, The high priest took the blended incense into the Holy of Holies on the Day of Atonement, and the smoke from the incense covered the mercy seat about the ark. It was there in the cloud of incense that the Lord appeared to the high priest. The perfume of the incense summoned the presence of the Lord, and presumably that is why it was not to be used for other purposes. So in the original Jewish temple, there was a high priest that on one day of the year, on the day of atonement, he would enter into the Holy of Holies and he would light this incense. And this incense was also used to make atonement, which in the temple meant healing, and restoring the creation. And Margaret Barker continues, she says, when sin had damaged the great covenant bonds which held the creation in place and danger threatened, the high priest had to make atonement and repair the damage in order to protect the people from danger. This high priest at that time, the day of atonement, would uh, take the incense and make quote-unquote atonement to repair covenants and protect people from the consequences of sin. So we know as Christians the all of the symbolism around this ancient ritual before the um, advent of Christ, before he came, that the lighting of the incense of entering the Holy of Holies, that only one man, the high priest, could enter in. It was on a specific day, the Day of Atonement. It was the time when they were, he was representing the people and he was calling upon God to protect his people, to um, repair the damage that had been done when uh, sin was committed, when, um, even though it was not a sin, when Adam and Eve partook of the fruit, when they left the temple, left the Garden of Eden. So we understand all of these symbolism, right? This takes us, let's go back to the Gospel of Matthew that we began with. The Gospel of Matthew is considered the most Jewish of the Gospels, and it's very likely that it was originally written in Hebrew. If so, Matthew would then have had a much different lens to view the scriptures. He would view the prophecies of Christ in a different way and history in general. In general. So when he, he was writing to a Jewish audience, he would write in the um, context uh, that the Jewish audience would understand. When Matthew told the story of the wise men bringing gold, frankincense, and myrrh to Jesus, it is possible that he was referring to and bringing remembrance into the mind of his Jewish audience about those three symbolic elements, Adam of the original temple and of the true high priest. Matthew was demonstrating that these wise men from the East recognized that Jesus was the physical embodiment of the Holy of Holies. He was our access to the presence of God that the sacred frankincense and myrrh invoked. The gold also represented 
um, in the original temple, the Holy of Holies was covered in gold. And that was symbolic of the fire and of the, the brightness of the presence of God. So all three of these invoke the remembrance of the temple. They would all know that what that was referring to. These gifts from the wise men symbolize the restoration of the temple, the restoration of Eden, and the restoration of the true high priest, which is Jesus Christ. Can we see how this is an archetype of Christ and his atonement? He comes to repair the covenant and protect us from the consequences of sin as we repent. So along with the gold, which covered the Holy of Holies, as I spoke of in the ancient temple, and the frankincense and myrrh, they would bring to the mind of the Christian follower of finally entering into the presence of God with the high priest. So this is symbolic of us as Christians, as followers of Christ, that we are finally, because of Jesus, able to enter into the presence of God with him as our high priest. Christ, as Christ is considered the high priest, with and because of him, we are now able to enter the Holy of Holies, the presence of God, to live eternally with him. And just as anything that the holy oil and perfume touched was made holy, we too are made holy by anything of Christ that touches us, his teachings, his spirit, his word, his example. Because of all of those, we can become consecrated. Reviewing the birth of the Savior, especially at this time, cannot be done in a vacuum. That is, without recognizing and appreciating the end, the purpose. The symbolism of the gifts of the gold, the frankincense, and myrrh could not have been lost on any Jewish person of faith at that time, of anyone who had a knowledge of the original temple and understood the significance of the high priest's role as a representative for his people into the presence of God. Christ is our high priest. His presence as our God has been invoked into the world. And because of him, we are now able to enter into the Holy of Holies, into the presence of God the Father and mother. So at the time of this recording, it is right before Christmas. I thought it would have, was very appropriate to do something about, uh, to do a podcast about Christmas. And as we remember the Savior, the birth, and all of the symbolism that was surrounding his birth. This is just one tiny little bit that is present, that was present at his birth. And we have the, the star, we have the humility of the presence, uh, the humility of where he was born, of his surroundings. We have how the angels announce to the highest um person and the lowest person about how the Savior was now born into the world, how he 
um, how angels went to visit the shepherds. And it wasn't just any shepherds. They were keeping watch because that was the time they had to watch and make sure that the firstborn lamb at that time was um, they had to be a witness to that because those firstborn lam lambs would be used as um, paschal sacrifice. So symbolism galore. <laughs> it's all over the place. I wanted to focus on the, the three that the wise man laid at his feet because this was a restoration. This was... Um, the fulfillment of that prophecy, a fulfillment of that promise of Michael, the archangel, when he said that the oil would be finally released, so to speak, when the true high priest came into the world. And that was our Messiah. That was Jesus Christ. And we now have in these latter days, a restoration of the priesthood, a restoration of the temple, because he came into the world and we are now able to enter the temple. We can become our, um, a high priest and high priestess unto God. And I'm so grateful for these blessings. Thank you so much for joining me today. We are taking a break. Um, there will be no um, for the end of the year and the beginning of next year. The next podcast will be on Friday, January 15th. Thank you again and have a wonderful Christmas holiday and a wonderful Christmas presents and a wonderful new year. And we will see you next year. Thank you.